You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. DJ Shockley, the former Falcons quarterback. DJ, we appreciate you taking the time. No doubt the Vikings have a tremendous defense, but why do you think the Falcons couldn't get the ball to Julio Jones at all? I'll take you back to a week ago. You'll recall he had better than 250 receiving yards yesterday, merely two grabs. Yeah, you know what, B-Webb, it was one of those types of games where it usually happens like that for Julio. He has a, a big monster game, and then the week after or two weeks, uh, he's kind of limited a little bit, but uh, coming to that ball game, you knew Xavier Rose was, was going to get the uh, the matchup with Julio, and I thought he was real physical with Julio. I thought uh, they did cloud him sometimes. They did put some uh, different schemes on top of him to force other guys to maybe get the football and take Matt's eyes away from him pre-snap so that it goes away. Uh, but I thought their defensive backs were very physical on the back end, and they forced the Falcons into a lot of third long situations. This was a game offensively for the Falcons that some of the Stuff that happened early in the year kind of reared his head with some of the you know penalties, the holding calls. They actually had a couple of good runs versus Minnesota defense, and they were called back from holding calls. And obviously, that's because of what Minnesota does to you. But uh, this was a game where offensively you just were not clicking, and their average on third down was seven point three. So going against a defense like that, who was pretty good on third down coming into the ball game already, one of the tops in the league. Uh, you're not going to be successful at all really trying to force the ball down the field and they get after you up front as well. Let's really call it what it really is. It was They were one of ten on third down conversions. But this defense has really been playing some good football. You mentioned Xavier Rhodes and Kendricks as well as Smith, Harrison Smith. I mean, these guys are really being the catalyst and the reason why this defense is playing so good. Give me your take on if they can continue to play this way, uh, how hard would it be uh, to be able to beat a team like this because they stopped the Rams from being successful. They stopped uh, the Washington Redskins from being successful and many other teams that had pretty decent offenses. They can keep this going. How good could they really be? Oh, man. I mean, I, I think they can be a really good team that can win some games in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, as we both know, once you get clicking and things get going December and January and you start to feel they catch a rhythm, and this defense has definitely found some confidence. And you just mentioned some of the matchups that they've gone against, some teams that really like to run the football, like the Rams with the Todd Gurley. You come here with the Falcons, they get Devontae Freeman back, and they still kind of stymied. This just is a defense that plays on the other side of the line of scrimmage. And with the amount of confidence they're building, it's only going to get better. And then you couple that with what they're doing offensively in case Keenum continually to play higher than a lot of people thought. I mean, this ball game, he was 25 of 30 and had a couple of touchdowns. He had five incompletions. He was really good on third down. So I think you go into this ball game and you look at how he played and then you say, well, if they can continue this, take care of the football like they've been doing, score points, and then their defense don't allow other teams to move the football or score points, that's the rest of people are winning a lot of games. And that's what's going to have to happen, especially when you get into uh, January when you want to play some playoff football. DJ Shockley is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. DJ, let's look ahead to what's coming up on Thursday. Short week for the Falcons hosting the Saints. How do you see the matchup between the Falcons' defense and the Saints' revamp running game that ran wild against Carolina yesterday? <laughs> yeah, this is going to be an interesting matchup uh, simply because you got the short week. Uh, you talk about the Saints coming in here with the big win over Carolina, looking at, hey, all we got to do is finish out this season and then we'll have this division wrapped up. And you talk about that run game. Obviously, Alvin Kamara has been big. I mean, he's second-leading receiver, second-leading rusher, over 600 yards in both categories. 
Uh, he's been a beast. And then you talk about Mark Ingram and what he's been doing. Uh, those two guys together have been big. And over the last three, four, five years, it's always been Drew Brees having to put everything on his shoulders. And I think now adding that run game to it, he doesn't have to do everything. And that makes life a little bit easier for Drew Brees. And then also – we come into this year not expecting this defense to play well, and each week they've continued to put some good performances out there and slow down opposing teams. So this is going to be an interesting matchup. I expect the Falcons to come out and play a lot better, especially offensively versus a unit that they know really well. And with their backs against the wall, pretty much, I mean, you look at what they have left, I think they got to win out. They want to get in the playoffs. And it starts on Thursday, and I believe it's a must-win especially inside your division, if you want to go forward and play in the playoffs. When you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and also uh, you look at the Chargers, one team started off 5-0 and in Kansas City, the other started off at 0-4 in the Chargers. The Chargers right now has the mo- most momentum in that division. Do you think they can actually pull it off by completing this season, uh, by winning at least the last four or maybe three of the last four games? I think so, man. I mean, you talk about the fire of Phillip Rivers, man. You, you you hear about him not wanting to leave San Diego and threatening to retire and all that kind of stuff. Now he's kind of had a rejuvenation now. And this team is playing really well. They got some big wins. They had some, some tough battles where they had to fight it out at the end. And now they're in position to make the playoffs and continue to go forward. I think this team looks at this as a new start, not just for uh, their sales before this organization, uh, to put themselves back out there and say, we still have what it takes to go a little bit further. And I like what the Rams are doing. I mean, not the Rams, excuse me. Uh, I like what Los Angeles is doing. So we'll see what happens uh, with, with Phillip Rivers and his team. But, hey, right now, I like the way they're heading. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber chatting with our pal DJ Shockley. DJ, as you watched Sunday Night Football last night from Seattle, did that game tell you more about the Seahawks or the Eagles? Philadelphia simply could not tackle Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think that's been a problem for everybody here. Russell's been the offense for Seattle all year long. And uh, coming to that ball game, you know you have to kind of uh, hammer heal him in a little bit because he's going to create, he's going to extend plays, and that's kind of been his M.O. Uh, throughout this season. But I think it told you a lot about Seattle, especially with all the stuff they've had go on defensively, losing what they thought was a you know, legion of boom and nobody being able to you know, run the ball or score on them. They have done a great job of winning at home, and now with them being in that sixth spot, they got a great chance of they got a great chance of really going forward and trying to solidify that sixth spot to go into the playoffs. So I think Philadelphia is still a really good football team. We know how hard it is to win in Seattle, but I, I like where Seattle's going right now, where they're looking, and uh, I think they still got a great chance of uh, solidifying one of those top two wild card spots. Aaron Rodgers may have an opportunity to play in the last two games of this season. Do you still feel they have a fighting chance of getting into the postseason by potentially getting the, post, the wild card position? I don't think so, man. I think where they're at now, obviously they had a big one yesterday in overtime, but you know, you're know, playing Tampa Bay who's really, really down and uh, haven't really looked like themselves all year either. So uh, I know they're playing better of late, but I just don't see why you bring your franchise guy back out there for two more games, especially if you're in no sight of winning this division. You're talking about winning 
uh, a wild card spot. Well, the two teams that are ahead of you already have some tiebreakers over you, and they're fighting for it as well. I just think it's a tough stretch down the road to put your franchise guy in that position and go out and try to put this team on his back and do a little bit extra more than he's probably done to get his team to that point. So I, I don't see why Rodgers even goes out and tries to play, especially with the position they're in now and where they're headed. DJ, great information as always. As a proud Georgia alum, congratulations on the SEC championship and the Bulldogs going to the Final Four. Should we just put Alabama into the college football playoff next year, the year after? Because apparently we can't have a college football playoff if the Tide's not involved. Well, be well. first off, I appreciate you acknowledging my Bulldogs. That, that's really big. I appreciate that. My dogs fall hard. I'm really glad they got that big one. Got to go to Pasadena and play Oklahoma. But... Uh, at the end of the day, man, it's it's one of those conversations you go back and forth with conference camps versus a, a team that's one loss and who are the more deserving or top four teams. And right now I believe Alabama's probably better than Ohio State. So you, if you go off who's the top four teams, then it's Alabama. But I agree, last four years it's all been Alabama. I'm sure people are tired of Alabama, but right now, until you beat them or knock them out or don't have them anywhere near, they're going to be somewhere near that playoff. And, hey, they got a chance, they probably get in. And why even have conference championships? Let's just put Alabama, I think, in all four slots. Let's have Alabama's ones versus the twos, and then the freshman team can play in the other semifinal. How about that? Oh, B-Web, you sound like you're all Alabama out right there. No, because I'm a Pac-12 guy, and we'll have that conversation on my podcast, Inside the College Game with B-Web. That's what it is. You're mad about USC, huh? Not really getting a, a fair shot. Is that it? They blew it with the loss of Notre Dame, but at least they scheduled Notre Dame. Alabama played Mercer in the month of November, as you recall. But that's for my podcast, DJ. I'm going to reach out, all right? Mercer's not good enough for you. Mercer's not quality enough opponent for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play Presbyterian next week. Thank you, DJ. I'd be well. Be good. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.